Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in marketing and how to use their podcast to generate leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited that you're here. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm here chatting with Haley Hatcher. Overnight, quite literally, the online marketing agency that Haley was working for closed up shop. So she had two options, give up and find a nine to five or go her own way. As you can guess, she chose to go her own way. Thus, Heart Centered Podcasting was born. When Haley isn't working, she is most likely loving on her toddler age daughter or trying to fit in some quality time with her husband. When she's making time for a bit of self-care, you can find her whipping up a new essential oil blend or sweating it out at the gym. Or maybe she's listening to her new favorite podcast. So I'm so excited to have Haley here to chat today all about what it's really like to be a podcast manager. So let's just dive right in. Hi, Haley. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about podcasting with you. So before we dive into the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and just really how you got started with it all. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm really so excited to be here too. Um, so yeah, I'm Haley. I'm the CEO of Heart Centered Podcasting. Um, I like to tell people that I help podcasters get back to the heart of their show by simplifying their weekly workflow. So really, um, just to put it in a quick elevator pitch, I tell my clients that the goal is all they have to worry about is recording their show and I do the rest. I started my business it's really still new back in september of last year i actually received a really unexpected phone call from my previous boss that she made the decision to close the agency that i was working for down so overnight i was out of a job and i decided to go out on my own instead of find a nine-to-five job because i'm as i'm sure you feel the same way you would never want to give up the freedoms that come with working from home and so i figured i can try it on my own and see how that goes and so i'm still on that journey um but i guess outside of work i'm really multi-passionate so along with managing my podcasts i'm also a real estate agent which is also new i got my license in july of last year and I'm completely in love with that gig. I can't imagine ever, you know, choosing one or the other. Um, but then I also have a daughter who is almost two. So I like spend my days cuddling with her and I will until she won't let me. Um, and then I also love working out and reading. So yeah, that's just a bit about me. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's it's good to have passions outside of your business because a lot of the times our business does get so all-consuming. I know that for me that happened and I was like, wait, what am I doing that isn't business related? There's not really anything. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And then you're like, okay, I need to take a step back and breathe. Right, right. Yeah. And then, yeah. So then you realize, you're, oh, great. I don't have any hobbies. So I should <laughs> I know. one. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's funny how you find yourself to become so passionate about your business that that's kind of what happens. But I think it's important to have outside interests as well. Um, so what kind of made you want to be like a podcast manager? I know you worked at an agency previously, but like kind of what, what made you go in that path instead of just like a general VA or any of the other options? Yeah. So I was actually a social media manager for the longest. And then I kind of just fell into this job because, so 
I had my baby while I was working for the previous agency. And um, I think my boss could really tell that obviously being a new mom, a first time mom is hard. And I just to be completely transparent was having a really hard time juggling, taking care of a baby who refused to sleep and the ever changing schedule and demands that come with being a social media manager. And so she proposed to me one day that I should try out digital media production because it was like kind of a new arm of the agency that we were trying out. And so I signed on to do that and I just fell in love with doing the back end work of all of our clients' podcasts and how easy it really was to plan and work ahead. It's just like more scheduled, I guess, than what I was really lacking with being a social media manager. So it just took and I've really grown with it and I'm still learning something new every day, but I'm like 100% happy with that role change. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Cause that's kind of how I felt too. Like I felt like my days were just crazy. Cause obviously you guys know, I used to do social media management and like so many daily tasks with social media management, but for like a podcast um, management type thing, you can kind of pick what days you want to do what. So one day you can be like, all right, I'm going to edit all my clients' podcasts or I'm going to write show notes for everyone today, you know, versus like, you know, Insta- if you're managing someone's Instagram or social media, you like constantly have to be on instead of like, mm-hmm. you're not able to really like batch those days. It's just like, all right, here's, here's what we're doing today. And it just yeah. doesn't change. And you know, you can't really take days off. Cause I know like for me, I still have a couple social media clients just cause I love them. And you know, I don't want to let them go because you know, we've been working together for years and years, but it's just like hard because it's hard to look, take days off with that. Except, I mean, I don't post on the weekends for them, but like there's like, if uh, there's a day that I needed to do something, I have to like get, tell them in advance, like, Hey, you know, I'm not gonna be able to do this for you today because you know, I'm going and I'm going to be at a doctor's appointment or I'm going to do this. And it's just so dependent on our time to be available daily that it's just not as flexible as something like podcast management. Yeah, exactly. I 100% understand how you feel. <laughs> yeah, it was just too much. I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. I mean, like I said, I still have a couple. I'm like, I love you, so I'm going to keep you. But like if any anyone that I was like, oh, you know, you're just here because, you know, I needed the money, then I got rid mm-hmm. of those people. Because I'm like, okay, you're not like, you're giving me money and great, but you're not like one of my favorite clients. So I don't yeah. want to continue to do this thing for you because I don't really love it. So yeah. Yeah, which is completely fine. Totally. So... I, I'm sure you expected this question, but as a podcast manager, do you plan on starting your own podcast? <laughs> um, so like going into the new year, I actually thought about this a lot because I'm just like trying to think of different ways that I can grow my business, but I don't think I really ever want to start one. I think I um, have more joy from, you know, doing the work of publishing the podcast instead of creating the actual podcast. But if I did start one, it would have nothing to do with my job. And I'd probably focus more on motherhood and wellness, which is like a whole separate, separate space and a whole separate conversation. But I know like when I first called you today, we kind of talked about that and how hard it is to be a mom. And so I would want to open up an avenue for women who are new moms or expecting moms to kind of give them, you know, the unglamorous life of what being pregnant and motherhood to a newborn actually is. Yeah. I love that. And there's such a place for that too. I mean, there's tons of podcasts about podcasting, AKA this one and plenty of others. Um, (laughs) So, you know, adding to that is not really necessary, but like, 
I feel like every mom's journey is different as someone who is expecting and, you know, I'm not quite a mom yet. Um, I don't have a baby yet in my hands. Oh, you're but- a mom. You're a mom. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have like the child physically here. But um, yeah, it's just, it's, I think it's so interesting to hear other people like, you know, some people have a really great experience. Some people have a really tough experience. Like just hearing from, you know, your perspective or even other mom's perspective would be really helpful for people. So, I mean, if you do start that, I would definitely give it a listen because that's something I would want to know. (laughs) Well, I'll let you know if I do. Yeah. Awesome. So what does the day in the life of a podcast manager look like? Do you kind of have structure for it? Do you kind of just go at every day differently? How does that work for you personally? Yeah. So I'm not like trying to brag about my job, but it's really great because, um, the way my clients work and the way podcasting is everything that I do is really well thought out and also planned out. So I kind of work around my daughter and also my husband. So just for an example, my husband works split shifts and he works, um, like Saturday through Wednesday and then he has the rest of the week off. So I try to make my um, work like really heavy at the beginning of the week so that when he's home um, towards the end of the week, I can spend more intentional time with him. But like day by day, I usually don't even open my laptop up until about 1030 or so and I'll work for a little bit and then I'll put my daughter down for a nap and usually have like two power hours while she sleeps to knock out as much as I can. And then if I can't get everything done, then I'll pop back in, you know, during the evening after she is like wound down and getting ready to go to bed. Yeah, I love that. And that's so much more flexible than social media management would have been. I mean, because you can't just say, hey, sorry, client, like I wasn't engaging at this like prime time for you because I was doing X, Y, Z. I mean, you could, but it's just not, (laughs) they would be like, okay, then why did I hire you? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I think being able to have that flexibility is super nice. And I feel the same way because it's just like, okay, you can do, you can work on your own terms. I mean, right now I'm still, um, working a lot just because I don't have a baby or side yet. Um, and Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to kind of just go for it and push through all the things I need to get done pre- birth. But, um, yeah, it's definitely one of those things that it's super nice cause you can be flexible with it. And I feel like not every single work from home job is as flexible as podcast management is. Definitely like, not. Yeah. Cool. So what is your favorite part about helping other people with their podcasts? Like, do you have a specific like step that you really like doing or is it just the whole thing in general or what? Yeah. So overall, I think that the most like my most favorite part is being able to see the tangible relief that my clients feel when they realize, you know, you can outsource so much of the work that comes with getting your show live each week. And then just to see that when they free up that time that they were spending on producing their show, then they're focusing more on parts of their business that they may have been unintentionally neglecting. So that's like a more of, um, like not something that I'm, I actually do, I guess, like not a step I actually do, but just like an overall feeling that I see in my clients that that's like what motivates me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too, because a lot of the time, like running a podcast, people don't realize how much work it actually is. Like a lot of people that don't podcast are like, okay, you just hit record and then put it on, on the internet. And that's just yeah. really not the reality. There's editing, there's show notes, there's like promotion, there's 
all the backend admin stuff, like getting it up onto the host or uploading like the show notes to your website. Um, you know, there's graphic creation. I mean, I could go on for days and days, and days <laughs> all about all the different steps. So I think people like once, like once they finally give over the reins, they're like, Oh my God, this freed up so much time. And now I can actually focus on making more money. Cause most people don't directly make money from their podcasts, at least in this business niche that I'm finding. Um, I mean, they do like self posted ads and stuff like that, but they're not making like tons and tons directly from their podcast. So like handing that off, get frees them up time so that they can focus on those money-making activities and still have this free content stream for people to serve as a warming hut. Exactly. And I think people, they don't really, um, like you said, they don't realize how much time it takes. And then when they, they just like tend to give up, I guess. And so it's nice to, you know, give them another avenue so that they don't have to give up on this thing that was once a huge passion for them. And then when then, when they, um, sorry, take that off their plate and then return to their main work, like you said, it's just like their business is so much better for it. Right. Right. Yeah. They can make more money. They have more focus. They have more energy because they're not like, Oh my gosh, I forgot to write show notes and the episode goes live tomorrow morning or whatever, because they have someone handling that. And it's just so much better. I mean, I had someone handling my podcast for a really long time. Then I took back the reins. I'm about to outsource certain parts of it again. I mean, I'm uploading the episodes and stuff because that takes two seconds. Um, (laughs) But things like show notes and editing, I have, I mean, my husband's been editing my podcast since the day it began. Um, I've never done that. Um, but show notes, I was outsourcing for a while, then I brought it back in house and now I'm going to probably outsource again in the the future once, you know, I'm on the maternity leave, so I don't have to worry about it. So it's just like those little pieces that helps. I mean, even if you can't outsource your entire production, because that is, can be a little pricey, even just like little things like editing, starting there and seeing how much time that frees up for you, um, will help you, you know, your passion will come back for your show because you're not focused on all the little tiny things that you don't necessarily love doing. And you can focus on like putting out the content, which is what most people love about podcasting. Yes. I love that 100%. How you said the passion comes back. Like that's the main goal always. Yeah, for sure. So what is a common misconception that people have about starting a podcast? I'm sure there's plenty (laughs) that you can think of. Yeah. So I thought of like two main ones and we already covered the one about how much time it and planning it actually takes. So, I mean, you can probably attest to this because I know you have helped clients launch their podcasts, but, um, I think it's really good if you give yourself even like three months to plan out your content, content and, um, you know, batch record, make sure you have a few episodes edited before time make a lot of your graphic templates beforehand to figure out, um, your content marketing plan. And that's just like for the actual podcast. And that's not even thinking, you know, what is your actual promotional plan for the launch and creating all of that content and then getting your back end set up. It's just a lot. And so if you gave yourself more time, that's better. And then the second thing is, I think, um, people have this misconception that it's going to cost you a ton of money. I know I've had people come to me and say, Oh, I want to start my podcast, but like microphones are so expensive and, um, this editing software, recording software. But I say, you know, you can find a really good quality microphones for under $300. Like uh, blue Yeti is what I always recommend or, you know, your free recording software, like audacity or, 
even, you know, what we're doing in Zoom right now, it's, you can get a lot of stuff for free or that's very affordable. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think podcasting, getting started with podcasting itself isn't expensive. If you do want to outsource to a manager, that can be more pricey, mm-hmm. but like actually getting started and getting the mic and all that stuff is, can be pretty inexpensive. Your mic will probably be your most ex, um, expensive thing. Um, cause hosting is like what, $5 from Libsyn or, you know, most yeah. are pretty cheap. And then other than that, you like zoom is free. Um, as long as it's just two guests. So it's pretty inexpensive to get started. It's just like if you want to hire out and then that's yeah. where it gets, um, you know, a little more expensive. But yeah, I definitely agree with that. And then the time too, like so many people are like, yeah, you just hit record and that's it. Like, oh. <laughs> no, it's just so much more than that. And then once like people actually start doing it, then they realize and then that's when they're like, okay, I want to outsource. Like most people don't go into it ready to outsource. They probably do about one to three or more months. And they're like, okay, I need to outsource this because it's yeah. so much time. Um, and that's what we were talking about before we even hopped on and started recording, like how most of my clients aren't brand new to podcasting. They just realized how much time it took and didn't want to do it. So exactly. Cause most people, when they first start, they don't either don't have the budget to do it or they don't realize how much it's going to take. So then they just don't outsource until later. And they're like, okay, I like this, but I really can't be doing all these things anymore. So yeah. yeah. And there's nothing wrong with outsourcing at all. I think a lot of people think that if they outsource, they're going to like lose their touch on the podcast or it's going to become less meaningful or whatever the objection is like, Oh, my listeners will know it's not me. But at the end of the day, it's still your voice that people are tuning into. You're just not doing all the hard, tedious work that comes with it. Right. Right. Yeah. You're still recording the episode. I'm not going on the mic for you. That would be not Mm -hmm. beneficial for anyone. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's something that people do experience too. And then you have to kind of tell them like, well, it's still you doing the main thing. I'm just doing the back end stuff that is kind of boring and you don't want to do. So exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have any tips for podcasters who are wanting to grow their listenership? I know this is like a huge thing and, um, you know, just kind of people always want to grow their listenership and then they kind of get stagnant or things like that. So do you have any tips there? Um, I would say two things. So the first thing I would really look at your content marketing and how you're promoting your show each week. So for my clients, I think a good rule of thumb that I like to use is promote your new episodes, you know, three to five times in one week in your, you know, Instagram grid or your stories or Facebook, Twitter, whatever you use, whatever your audience is, make sure you're promoting it there. Like, I don't think you can promote anything too much. Um, And make sure you're utilizing your email list with um, your promotion as well. So if you do like a weekly newsletter, you can either make your episode that week, the bulk of the newsletter and kind of summarize what they could tune in to hear or even just put a simple postscript in your newsletter saying, hey, just so you know, a new episode of the podcast went out this week. Here's what it's about. I'd love for you to tune in here. So just making it really accessible to your audience. And then the second thing, um, if you think you have a really great content marketing plan down, then I would look on to bringing a couple guests on the show if that's something you're comfortable with because they'll be able to provide your audience with value that maybe you haven't said yourself but it's also expanding your audience because when their show is live, they'll be really likely to promote that episode 
appearance to their audience. So that's going to bring you new and then maybe even some repeat listeners as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like bringing on guests is super important. I mean, definitely if you like doing a solo show, don't start bringing on guests just for that aspect. But I've just found that it's so much more fun to have conversations with people. And then obviously you benefit because you get more traffic because they're promoting to their audience and you're not just promoting to your audience every single time. And then, you know, that's that you don't have an external reach other than exactly. Exactly. I totally agree with that. And I think guests are a great way to do that. Obviously you don't just bring on people because they have a big audience, (laughs) trying to make sure it's actually beneficial. And sometimes the people with a bigger audience actually won't promote as much because yeah, like, that's true. you know, if you have like Jasmine star or something, that's like big clout for you. Like, Ooh, I had Jasmine star on my show, but like she may or may not promote. So, yeah, if, you know, in the long run, it's like, yay, you had her on your show, which is nice to be able to tell people and get other mm-hmm. people on your show. But, um, you know, you may not be able to gain from her audience because she may or may not share it or not even just her, but bigger entrepreneurs in general. So and you want to make sure that their audience is kind of in the same target market as your audience as well, or not that I'm saying it'll be a waste of time, but right. You know, someone might be listening in, but they will never be someone who converts. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You just need to be cognizant of that and just, you know, know that not everyone's going to promote, unfortunately. Um, I mean, I've had some people who were tiny who didn't promote and I was like, oh, cool. Like you didn't have any people to promote to anyway. And then I've had people who like shocked me because they had lots of followers and they promoted. And then that helped me kind of grow my audience and things like that. So it's just like, you gotta, you have to expect that some people aren't going to promote and prepare for that. And don't be bummed out if they don't. Um, but you know, most people in the podcasting community, at least if they have a podcast themselves, they understand what hard work it is and they're way more likely to promote. Yeah. And I think too, like at the end of the day, you know how much work you're putting into your show. Like if something, if your business or your podcast isn't growing, I think it's important to ask yourself, okay, am I doing everything that I can? Because I know I've had times in my own entrepreneurial career, like as young as it is, where if I'm frustrated about something, I take a deep, dark look into myself and I say, okay, Haley, but have you done everything you can to fix this problem? And I'm like, oh no, I, I haven't. Right. I have to do the work, you know? Right. A lot of the times we're leaving stuff on the table that we didn't even realize until we just sit down and like have a come to Jesus moment with ourselves. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yes. I mean, I know for me, like my thing, I mean, this is not even related to podcasting, but like my thing is like, once I get busy with client work, I kind of fall off the wagon with promoting myself and continuing to get new clients. And then I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. great. I haven't had a client, a new client come like reach out to me in months and right. was, because I'm just so busy doing other stuff. And I know a lot of service providers fall into that trap. So, um, you know, just being able to look and see where you are being the bottleneck and fix that. <laughs> yes. Amen to that. Yeah. So I love this question. I love to ask everyone this question because I am such a tool junkie, but what is your favorite tool that you use in your business and bonus points? If it's something that helps you with your clients podcast and managing those. Mm -hmm. So definitely Asana. I'm sure you're not surprised there, but um, (laughs) this is like where after my clients come on and they're all onboarded, this is where 100% of our communication and work takes place. So that helps me to set boundaries so I don't have them coming into my phone, into my email and everything like that. But it's also really easy to create 
their workflow step-by-step step from pre-recording to promotion. And it simplifies things not only for me, but for my clients too. So we can see, you know, where everyone is and we don't feel rushed the week of. Um, and then I'd say I have to shout out my editor too. I know that he is a human and not a tool, but um, <laughs> he does, his name is James and he edits my podcast like so well, so quick. And my clients are always blown away with the work that he does. So um, I think it's really important to, you know, have people on your team that you can trust and really count on. And he does that for me. Right. Yeah. My editor is actually the same way. Um, she, your husband, right? Oh well, yeah. He does mine, <laughs> but, um, I actually have someone on my team that does everyone. Oh, else. okay. Just because I don't pay my husband. Um, so I was like, well, I want to like pay someone who's like a professional at this and then you can do mine for free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you wanted to be paid, if you want to take it that seriously, <laughs> you can do that. But yeah, my editor is, uh, yeah, she, she's, she's a great person. And she always, I'm always like, Hey, sorry, like this is a little late because client XYZ was, you know, just got it to me. Can you do it? And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, she's like, exactly. She, I don't expect her to have a really quick turnaround time because I tell my clients like, yeah, I need 48 hours like to get from when you send it to me, I need 48 hours to get it edited and uploaded. So don't send it to me on Wednesday and expect it to be published on Thursday because it's right. not happening. Um, but yeah, so she's been really great too. And I think, I think having a really good person on your team is just really helpful. And then lastly, um, I love to ask this question because I'm a podcaster and you know, you're a podcast manager. So do, what is your current favorite podcast if any? I mean, you can shout out your own clients or even just like shows that you just have been listening to for a while and just really enjoy. Yeah, so I'm a huge fan of true crime, which I think a lot of people are now, but the podcast My Favorite Murder will always be a favorite of mine. But I also just found a new show called Come Alive by Casey Von Eiderstein. She was a previous client over at my old job, but she just released her podcast and I love it. It's really introspective and it helps you to understand how you navigate change in your own life and how to do things in your daily routine that make you feel more alive. So I just love shows that, you know, make you think and can really be a catalyst for change in your life. And her show does that. Yes, I love that. And I think that's really important to have shows that do that. So I'll definitely have to go and check her out. And then, yeah, just having good podcasts that we can listen to. I know for me, I don't listen to them as much as I used to before I started doing podcast management, just because now I listen to my clients' podcasts a lot, even though I'm not editing, I still listen because I want, you know, I want to hand it over to my editor and make sure that I'm like, Hey, at this timestamp, yeah. please edit out the dog barking or whatever. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. make their jobs harder. Um, so yeah, so I, feel like now I still have podcasts I love. It's just like my clients or what I listen to them. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm the same way. Well, when you're on maternity leave, you can catch up. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm sure I'll have plenty of time for that. Um, And lastly, just let us know where we can find you. So your, you know, your website, your social media, all that good stuff. Yeah. So I am on Instagram at uh, Haley A. Hatcher. And then my website is HaleyAHatcher.squarespace.com. So I will send those all over to you so you can link them. Awesome. Yeah, I will make sure to link everything in the show notes so you guys can go check out Haley. And thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed chatting with you. 
All right. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you for having me and good luck with your pregnancy. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash episode 140. Make sure to join the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. See you next time. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook and Instagram at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community. See you in the next episode.